Good afternoon and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll get an update on corn and sunflower planting. Also, Glenda Lee Allen Vossler will have details on the 2021 Census of Agriculture. And up first in today's country comment, Dane Fraze with Manitoba Agriculture will stop by to talk about the weekly crop reports. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Joining us now on the program is Dane Fraze with Manitoba Agriculture to talk about the weekly crop reports. Right now in Manitoba, uh, seeding progress has advanced fairly quickly over the past two weeks. Um, it started off with an earlier season and drier soils, and it's cooled down somewhat. So that has cooled things up a little bit. Producers are not looking at putting in their uh, more sensitive crops, uh, canola and soybeans in particular, but instead focusing more on the cereals and corn wherever soil conditions and soil temperatures permit. So right now across the province, we're looking at about 18% seeding progress, which is right in line with our four-year average and about double where we were last year at this time. Soil moisture, um, that's been a big concern here. Talk about how that's looking. Soil moisture is indeed a concern. We've had dry soils this spring and not a lot of precipitation, not a lot of snow melt over the winter. So soil moisture is, uh, or seedbed moisture, is about two to three inches down in most cases off the surface, at least in the central region. Uh, So producers are seeding into dry ground, into dust, and really hoping for rain to get those crops to germinate and get off to a good start. Right now, um, the more sensitive crops to moisture are being placed a little bit shallower in order to be germinating and emerging at the same time. So those are your smaller seeded crops, your cereals and canola, while larger seeded corn uh, really cannot handle being placed into dry soils and it will not germinate uniformly. It's much more important than to be finding moisture, even if it is a little further down at depth, that larger seeded corn will be able to emerge and come through. So in some cases, corn is being put down two and a half to three and a half inches. Emergence is just starting on some of the earliest seeded uh, wheat crops uh, that went in before the snow that second week of April. So we're seeing uh, cotton leading to one leaf stage on some very, very early crops. Not too many up right now. They're still keeping their jackets on and hiding under the surface. We had a farmer on uh, yesterday talking about, um, you know, flea beetles, and I, I see that's um, also mentioned in the report here. Yeah, flea beetles are a persistent uh, early season problem. Um, we had a number of reports from all across the province, though particularly in the south interlake, so that's north of Highway 1, north of Winnipeg, until about the Toulon area where uh, a couple of agronomists were walking in the fields and coming out just loaded with flea beetles. Those flea beetles are out, the soil conditions are warm enough for them, but they're hiding down uh, in, on those windy days, so you might not notice them. We've had a lot of those windy days this spring, so when the wind stops, those flea beetles come out, they're hungry, they're looking for something to eat, and not finding any canola right now, they're they're just bouncing around. So as soon as that first canola crop starts to come up, they will be on it, and they will be feeding heavily. So um, what farmers might be advised to do is hold off a little bit, wait until conditions are, are a little bit more ideal, or forecast indicates that we might get some good warmth and moisture at the same time to have a quick rapid germination and emergence that will help combat some of that early sea beetle seeding pressure. Are we going to see uh, some, I guess, uh, soybean seeding over the next little while here? We expect to see soybean seeding starting fairly soon. Uh, Some soybeans are already in the ground. Soybeans are a little more sensitive to cold soils. They do tend to prefer soils 7 to 10 degrees Celsius in that range uh, to start germination and emergence. Um, 
producers are finished putting in their their cereals or or not and not um, ready to put the canola in just yet. Soybeans are one of those alternative crops they're looking to try. However, I expect um, we'll get into soybean seeding a little bit more heavily towards the end of this week and into next, uh, providing weather conditions warm up. That was Dane Fraze with Manitoba Agriculture recapping this week's crop report. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. The Canadian Wheat Research Coalition has committed $2 million over five years towards a core breeding agreement with the University of Alberta. Lorianne Kaminsky is Research Program Manager with the Manitoba Crop Alliance. This program is really focused on varieties for short season, for parkland growing conditions uh, and soil types. The breeder, uh, Dr. Dean Spanner, he brings germplasm from around the world into the breeding program and um, is adapting different kinds of uh, traits that would be applicable for shorter season in Canada and for parkland growing conditions. The investment will fund research activities through the U of A's wheat breeding program, with a specific focus on developing new Canadian Western Red Spring and Canadian Prairie Spring Red Wheat varieties. The province's weekly crop report says seeding progress sits at 18% complete, on par for the four-year average. Cool, dry soils have slowed seeding and crop emergence. Conserving existing soil moisture remains top of mind for many farmers. Flea beetles are out and looking for food sources. The Prairie Pest Monitoring Network has highlighted cutworms as a pest to keep an eye out for when scouting pre-emergent or early emerge crops. And the grain markets continue to show strength over the last month. Brendan Turner, CEO of Combine Egg, talks about some of the highlights. In April alone, you saw um, canola prices on the futures board jump by close to 21%. I mean, corn prices on the futures board were up about 23%. Hard red spring wheat up by about 23%. And again, that's just in one month. He says with supply constraints, tighter ending stocks and dry conditions to start seeding, it's amplifying prices to levels we haven't seen for some time. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Wednesday, May 5th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, Glenda Lee Allen Wasser will have details on the 2021 Census of Agriculture. Information on the 2021 Census of Agriculture is arriving in the mail. On the show today, Glenda Lee Allen Vosser talks about the census and just how it's used with Augustine Akoko Asibi, a director in the Agriculture Division of Statistics Canada. To start with, let's talk about the importance of completing the census of agriculture and how the information is actually used. Census data is used in a number of areas. For instance, we use the census data to support farmers and farm operators uh, when it comes to support directly, either in direct payments or through various programs that support the industry. We also use the census data to inform the magnitude and impact of diseases outbreak in Canada, especially in the agricultural sector, and it's also helped to protect the health and safety of Canadians. We also use the census data to defend farmers' interests in trade disputes and negotiate market assets. In this particular year, especially with the COVID-19 pandemic, the census data is more important because as you know, the agriculture sector has been very robust in meeting the food supply needs of Canadians. 
actually it is one of the industri industries that was actually doing very well and uh, in terms of providing the food supply chain for all Canadians and we, we, we love our Canadians farmers for that. Now the various levels of government also during the pandemic uh, have also continued to provide support for the sector based on the information that we collect here at Statistics Canada. Farmers are very important to Canadians and more than ever uh, their continuous support especially during this period of the pandemic uh, in responding to the census of agriculture is crucial uh, so that we can support policies that directly affect agricultural farmers and also the industry as a whole. So I will encourage every uh, farm operator once they receive their questionnaire to help provide this information in order for the government of Canada and also industry groups industry groups to also support uh, our farmers. So are there any changes for this year that producers should be aware of? The only changes that we incorporated um, in this year's uh, cycle is that uh, we, we changed the, what we called a farm operator. The definition of a farm operator changed. Unlike in the 2016 census, where we defined an operator as somebody producing agricultural product with the intention to sell. We have moved away from that concept of intention to sell. And right now we are focusing on producing an agricultural product and you are reporting revenue expenses to the Canada Revenue Agency. This is a major change and we have already provided documentation on this on our website. Uh, the other changes are we have identified some new and emerging areas for livestock and crops. So, for instance, hemp, garlic, and ducks. And we have also modified some of the questions related to renewable energy, adoption of technology, and direct marketing and succession planning. All these, these are not really major changes, but we made these changes based on consultations with the users across the country. The Census of Agriculture is done with the Census of Population. He notes that while it's not the most convenient time right now for farmers and ranchers, they do have until September the 3rd to complete and submit their Census of Agriculture forms. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee Allen Vossler. The Canadian Wheat Research Coalition has committed $2 million over five years towards a core breeding agreement with the University of Alberta. Lorianne Kaminsky is the research program manager with the Manitoba Crop Alliance. The University of Alberta does have a wheat breeding program, and it's been going for decades. Um, and it had been supported by the Western Greens Research Foundation, and um, they're pulling back from those kinds of um, investments and leaving it to the crop commissions to make choices about that. And so we, we've gotten together with Alberta Wheat and with Saskatchewan Wheat to co-fund this um, funding for uh, wheat variety development coming out of the University of Alberta. What will be the focus of this um, program? program is really focused on varieties for short season, for parkland growing conditions, 
uh, and soil types. And um, the breeder, uh, Dr. Dean Spanner, uh, he, he brings germplasm from around the world uh, into the breeding program and um, is, is adapting different kinds of uh, traits that would be applicable for shorter season in Canada and for parkland growing conditions. Talk a little bit about those traits and, and you know, what you're hoping to see. So uh, early maturity is one of the main things, um, as well as all the Canadian quality standards that we expect and uh, the disease packages that we expect. Strong rust resistance, um, and particularly for Manitoba, uh, good uh, or growing fusarium disease resistance packages. Uh, And for that, he does coordinate uh, screening trials here in the province as well. Um, And so we expect that there'll be varieties that are uh, able to be registered within our system and then have some commercial application for farmers here. It's been a very good program and it's maturing over a number of years. And so Dr. Spanner has been able to bring some um, new varieties to the marketplace and they are being commercialized in Canada by um, groups like Cantera Seeds and Seacan and Seednet. So there is some pickup of his varieties in the last number of years. So we expect that to continue and that there will be a good choice of varieties for short seasons season growing conditions in Canada. That was Lori Ann Kaminsky, Research Program Manager with the Manitoba Crop Alliance. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glenda Lee Allen Vossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. Canada's Farm Show is going virtual this year, June 16th and 17th. Go to canadasfarmshow.com for details. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Wednesday afternoon. Earlier this week, I had a chance to catch up with Morgan Cott with the Manitoba Crop Alliance to get an update on sunflower and corn planting. There was some corn starting this past week, um, at least in the valley. Um, I think quite a few guys got a number of acres in, and there's still more to get planted, of course. What are the recommendations, you know, as far as um, soil temperature? Corn won't germinate until the soil is at least 10 degrees Celsius, so we want to plant as soon as that time as possible. don't like to go too much earlier, um, and if you are planting after that, it'll just germinate faster as long as there's moisture. Has the soil reached that point yet? Or? I think that is probably pretty close, I'm assuming so, because even soybeans are going in the ground now, so I think areas are warmer than others, obviously. Uh, do you think a lot of guys are maybe done with the cereals and now moving on to some of these other crops? Or Yeah, I think, I mean, what, from what I know, I think the majority of cereals are, are done um, because they had so much time to get in and get them in quite quickly and easily. So I'm assuming that, yeah, we're just moving on and it's the beginning of May now, so guys will be getting pretty excited to get everything in and the timing's right, so... What about uh, moisture? You know, we had uh, a bit of rain over the weekend, but um, still still pretty dry out there? You know, I think it's pretty dry, but I think that the top couple of inches are still kind of okay with a little bit of moisture that we've gotten over the last 
month or whenever that last snowfall was. Um, I think the the issue planting it to dry is fine as long as you know we get some rain eventually. I think the greater issue is planting into uneven soil moisture because if it's if there's some moisture in pockets and then it's drier in other pockets, then you're just going to get uneven emergence, which is probably a greater issue than delaying emergence. What about uh, sunflowers? I think that some will be starting this week. I, I've just heard from one producer recently who's going to get some in today, I believe. So I think now that, yeah, it is starting to warm up and we have more potential, I think that sunflowers are probably going to be a go now, which is good, exciting. I guess as far as timing, this is about normal or? Yeah, sunflowers are usually a little bit later, um, just because I think generally we start a little bit later. Um Corn's normally first week of May, I'd say, for Manitoba. And sunflowers is probably just a little bit later, maybe maybe second week. But first or second week is, is good timing. I think we're on par. This is good timing for, for Manitoba. That was Morgan Cott with the Manitoba Crop Alliance. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Farmers are busy with spring seeding operations over the last few weeks. They've seen continued strength in the markets with increases on the futures board of close to 21% for canola, 23% for corn, and hard red spring wheat up by about 23%. Brennan Turner, CEO of Combine Ag, says there's really strong demand right now. With COVID, there's been supply constraints or supply chain concerns, um, some 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 uh, tighter carryouts than what I think a lot of people were expecting smaller crops and what we were kind of anticipating back in the fall. Um, and, and all of this combined with the fact that there are some moisture concerns to start the, the, the new crop growing season, um, this is just amplifying prices to, to levels that um, we haven't seen. The Canadian Wheat Research Coalition has committed $2 million over five years towards a core breeding agreement with the University of Alberta. Lorianne Kaminsky is the research program manager with the Manitoba Crop Alliance. Early maturity is one of the main things as well as all the Canadian quality standards that we expect and uh, the disease packages that we expect. Strong rust resistance, particularly for Manitoba, growing fusarium disease resistance packages. We expect that there'll be varieties that are able to be registered within our system and then have some commercial application for farmers here. The investment will fund research activities through the U of A's wheat breeding program with a specific focus on developing new Canadian Western Red Spring and Canadian Prairie Spring Red Wheat varieties. And Cargill has given a $400,000 grant to STARS. The grant will be used by the not-for-profit Air Ambulance Organization to help purchase nine new medically equipped helicopters at a cost of $13 million each. The new aircraft will help STARS deliver critical care to patients across Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta, and parts of British Columbia for the next 30 years or more. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll hear from Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebo. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can meet us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.